Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Growth Reframed. We're so happy you're here. Today we're going to talk about the topic of time and the fact that, well, if we can be frank, it's not guaranteed. So I think a lot of us live with that idea that time, time in and of itself is just something that we have. And I think a lot of times it's based off of the age we are, how old we are, what life experience we have. I don't know. I know for me, a lot of times I tie it to just how old I am. Like sometimes I joke, I'm pushing 40. I actually don't remember how old I am ever. (laughs) (laughs) I used to make fun of my brother because he'd always say he was 24. Sometimes I feel like I don't know. And Meg, you're, you're younger than me. A lot of times I'm like, am I, how old? I'm 37. I'm 38. Like I, (laughs) I, I don't really know. Anyway, I feel like a lot of times it's tied to how much time we have left. Like we just think we have some endless amount of time out there. And it's funny when you think about the topic because a lot of us don't say we don't have enough time, yet the way we live our lives, we put a lot of things off for later. And it's just an interesting topic to get into. So I can't wait to get into it with you today. Yeah, this really came up pretty recently because... Obviously, one of our online mentors, the person who really, I think, sort of introduced you, Brian, to personal growth was Dave Hollis. And Dave Hollis recently passed, and it hit us really hard. Like, the the Rise Together podcast was the first podcast I ever listened to. I became followers of Rachel and Dave Hollis back in the day when they were married, and I was like, this podcast is great. I feel like you can relate to him because he's a man and it's not just like another lady preaching to you. And so he really was kind of like our introduction. He came on our podcast when we were brand spanking new. There was no reason on the, no reason in the world for him to come on our podcast. And he did. He did it anyway. He did it for us. He did it for our listeners. He did it because he was a really great guy. And so for the world to lose him, it just, oh, like I'm... It sucks. It really sucks. Like, I just felt it. And he was 47 years old. He has four pretty young children. I'm assuming his, I don't know for sure. I think his youngest is like six or seven. Mm-hmm. And time is not on our side. Like, we think that we're just, you know, you're in your 30s or you're in your 40s and you're going to live till you're 80. And that may be true, but it may not be true. And so to kind of have these thoughts running around our heads, we just felt like we needed to record this podcast episode because there's just so much there. There's so much to unpack. And whether you are 20 and think you have the life, your life ahead of you, or whether you're 25 and you have a terminal diagnosis, like either way, time is, time is something that we don't cherish enough. Yeah. And I think it's just something that frankly, I know for me, I, I, I take for granted. I mean, a lot of times I'll, I'll put things off and I'll say, well, you know, I can do that later. 
Like, yeah. And, and we catch it ourselves doing that too, where we're like, you know, it might be easier when the kids are older. Like our kids are eight and five. When our kids are older, we might get the opportunity to do that. But right now it's just not the time. Or, you know, well, you know, I, I can't really take care of it now. And honestly, I've been practicing this for a while where if I have something in front of me, especially or an easier task that I can take care of at that time, I just go do it because you just don't know. Like I'm actually just coming off of having the flu for a couple of days. I had no indication that that was going to happen. And obviously it's a short-term thing. But the fact is you never know around the corner when that's not going to be able to happen again. Like we never know that if we don't have that time to spend together, whether we're going to have that time. And I, look, I get, I get in the context of everything. It's, it's a bit morbid to think about. And a lot of times we don't like to think about it because it's a difficult thing to think about, but actually floating around on social media this week, speaking of Dave and you know, man, what an impact it made. I mean, I can't even say enough. Oh, what a personal impact he had on me. And just the light he brought to the world. I really feel like he changed his whole life to try to spread his message, to spread vulnerability and transparency. And I mean, he, he, he did that until, you know, his last days, but, uh, there's this quote floating around by Dave that I wanted to read and I wrote it down, but it's been around on social media. And he said, if you found out you only had two years left to live, what would you do differently? with the time you had left. Now take that answer and set some goals that you can implement tomorrow. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And wow, what a meaningful quote when it's coming from someone who just passed with really no fair warning of that happening. And, you know, we were actually just having a conversation with your, with your sister and her husband. We were talking about if you knew, like if you knew if like God can come down and tell you like, Hey Meg, Hey Bran, uh, your last day is on this day. Like you have this many years left. You have this many days left. This is the date and time you're going to pass. Would you want to know? And I don't know about y'all, but I kind of sat with that. It's interesting because I feel like there's two sides of it. I feel like in a way, if I knew I was going to live to a hundred, maybe I would take things a little like, Maybe I wouldn't be in that big of a rush because I knew I had more time. But we were talking about it and we said, yeah, but what if it was short? Man, that would be crazy if it was short and you only had a certain amount of time. And I kind of sat with that and thought, why do we live like we think we know? Why do we live like we think that we have all the time to accomplish that thing we're trying to accomplish, to put off that thing, to not spend that time with the people we love the most. I challenged people over with our newsletter this week about like, or a few weeks ago with reaching out to someone that you've been disconnected with by not waiting until tomorrow, by talking about it today, by not sitting there and thinking you have it. I mean, it's weird when you hear about people when they kind of know, when they get sick, they get a dire diagnosis. Maybe their health is just in a bad condition and they know just in their heart of hearts that they only have so much time left. Then you hear about them traveling the world. You hear about them doing things like, you know, 
like the old Tim McGraw song, live like you were dying. Like you, you, you go skydiving, Rocky mountain climbing. You do all the things on your bucket list because you know, you only have this much time left. But the fact is y'all, none of us know, none of us truly know how much time we have left. And are we living with that idea? And more importantly, are you living with that idea that every day that you wake up and you still have breath in your lungs, you're joyful and grateful that you have another day to take that on? And I and look, it points to me because I, I don't know that I, I do this. I try to, but it's a difficult thing to sit with. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, I can say that when I think about the day of Alice quote, and if I really had two years left to live, I'm doing maybe like five to 10% of what I would do if that were, if that, if I knew that were true for me. So I'm not doing the things regularly that I think matter the most to me. I'm not pouring into my kids as often as I want to. I'm not pouring into you as often as I want to. I'm kind of very consistently putting work and, you know, worry and all these like life things like having a clean house and all this up on a pedestal And I would totally and completely flip that like all the way over if I knew that, you know, today or in the next few weeks or in the next few months or the next few years that I was going to be gone. So I think most of us do that. I mean, I maybe not, but I feel like we get so bogged down in the daily things that we just forget the bigger picture. And of course, things like work and stuff matter. I mean, we have to, you know, we have to assume, right, that we're going to live till 90 and can we do we have retirement? Do we have the things that we need to live a life that's going to be that long? On the flip side of that, it can become all-consuming and just totally take our energies from the things that truly matter. And so at the end of the day, we have to do the best that we can and start doing more of the things that we want to be doing. Like even simple things, like I'm thinking through right now, like do I tell my kids at the end of every night that I love them? Yes, I do. But does everybody? Maybe not. Do I do I make it a conscious effort or am I just kind of saying it? Like how much love and energy am I pouring into my family at the end of the night? Do I make sure that I tell you that I love you every night? Those kind of things. Like those are super simple, easy things, but so many times they just kind of get lost and forgotten because life is busy and demanding and exhausting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting too, because it's like the things you were talking about, the things you, I think about what I worry about. I think about what I stress about on a daily basis. I think about in all honesty, what robs me of a lot of joy. And then I think about how inconsequential it all is. Like so many of those things, if I knew I had such a short time left, like you said, I I wouldn't care about any of those things. Mm -hmm. I would want to travel more. I would want to spend more time with my kids. I would want to have more conversations with the people I love the most. And I wouldn't worry about such crazy things. Now, I, I do want to say, like, we're not saying live irresponsibly. Right. We're not saying, you know, go swipe the credit card because you just don't know how much you have left. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I am trying to say is live intentionally. If there's things you've been putting off, if there's things that you've been kicking the can down the road for later, it's time to reflect on what things you're going to be okay with not doing. Because a lot of us live a life with regret. If you talk to older people, many times what they say is they wish they did this or they wish they did that. 
they're not a lot of times talking about the amazing experiences they had. They're focusing in on the things they didn't do and the things they wish they would have done had they had more courage and been braver and faced fear and pushed through them. But many of us don't allow the fear of not having enough time left to do the same thing that we're allowing the fear to cripple us to do on a daily basis for not like reasons not to do it. So like I know for me, I literally wake up every day and Meg doesn't even know this. I wake up every day and the first thing I say is this is the day the Lord has made. I, I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I get teared up even as I say it because the rest of the day it gets so difficult. Like I get it y'all. You get into life and it's just busy and it's just nonstop and there's just always something and a demand and a pressure and a thing that you have to do. But I think we're missing the mark if we don't focus in on the things that bring us joy and the things that we will miss out on if we're not here anymore. Like you said, Meg, I need to be more intentional about telling you I love you. I need to be more intentional about like talking to people like my family and friends and like bringing people in that can provide me with that level of relationship and joy because that's like what life is all about. But we get so stuck in the minutia of the busyness of day-to-day life that we, we lose focus on that. And it's so easy to get jostled out of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, as you're saying that, I'm like thinking, gee, I I'm a terrible, terrible daughter, a terrible sister, a terrible friend, because all these people are running through my mind and I'm like, I make them, it's a lucky and great day if I get to text them back within a few hours of them texting me, because I just feel so overwhelmed of my daily life, by my daily life, that it's just like, I don't know. I mean, when I get to it, I'll get to it. And it shouldn't be like that. Like, of course, there are times at work when I can't just text right back because they texted me. Sure. But there's also like a balance between what am I doing right now and can it can that wait so that I can pick up a phone for four minutes and send a few texts to tell somebody that I'm thinking about them. Like there are so many people that I just don't do a good enough job with. And if I were to be gone tomorrow, probably the last thing that I said to them wouldn't have made them feel like I mattered, like they mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I saw something on on social media a few days ago, and we had mentioned this in a conversation together, but I think it's important here that most people, like you don't realize that within two generations, no one's going to remember your name. Like they're not going to remember you at all. And we let so many of our decisions be impacted by what other people are going to think or how they're going to perceive us. But the thing is, if you really knew your time frame and how long you had left, would you give a crap about what those people thought? And honestly, if your own family and the people that love you the most, if their kids' kids won't even remember your name and won't even know like who you are, then why are you letting the decisions of the people that are naysayers and haters out there, like what they might say right now, prevent you from doing the things that you want to do and living in your purpose and living in something that fills you up. I know for me, there's so many different responsibilities and things and, oh, just all the pressure on my shoulders to show up in so many different ways that I often forget that life's supposed to be joyful. 
I'm not saying it all goes perfect. It doesn't. But there's a way to find joy even in the struggle. And I can say that with a straight face right now. But when the struggle comes, it's really difficult to find that. And it's really easy to fall into the victimhood of that struggle rather than thinking about if it wasn't really for that struggle, then would I really be able to appreciate the joy on the other side? I don't think I would. I think about the hardest moments of my life where I was brought on my knees and I, I didn't know what to do and I'm stronger for it, y'all. I'm stronger for it now. Would I have asked for it? No, but I'm stronger for it. But that prevents us from moving forward and trying to do the things we can do because the fact is how many of us actually live like we have you know, all the time in the world. Well, we'll get to it later. And you just don't know. Every time something like Dave happens, I think about all the times it's happened recently where like younger people pass and they have kids and I'm like, it just brings you to a point where it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about that you might not have that time left. And it is a hard thing to sit with, but you need to sit with it and start helping that shape your decisions today, now, not tomorrow, today. I think for me, it becomes like a two-part thing. Like number one, making sure that the people that I love most understand my depth of my love for them. And then two, figuring out the calculated risks that I want to take. Like what am I holding back on and what do I really want to accomplish? Like if I had a certain amount of time left, I mean, obviously I do, but if I knew the certain amount of time that I had left, what would I be focusing the most on? And then those are probably the calculated risks that I need to be taking pretty immediately now, even though I don't know. So that whether I live another few months or another few years or till I'm 97, that I'm working towards those things. Maybe I won't have the time to accomplish them. But if I never even try, if I never even start, like that's not a calculated risk at all. That's just taking no risk. And will I be happy with how that turned out if I don't even try? Yeah, I also will challenge you this week. Make sure to reach out to someone you love, someone you've been thinking about someone who you haven't connected with and you've been meaning to stop putting off the things like think about some things you've been putting off and put some of those things on your to-do list now not for later lean into it lean into that fear and understand that we don't know how much time we have left and it's not guaranteed we love y'all we'll see you next week thanks for listening to growth reframed if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review We would love to connect with you. So shoot us a DM on Instagram at growth reframed. We love y'all.